0: across a news story that a friend sent me this past week that I think is going to be really interesting for you.
1: All right. Bring it on.
0: Okay. So before I get to the news story itself, I want to just ask you kind of a background question. Have you thought, you know, as as somebody who studied the law, um, about what an embryo is?
1: Uh... What an embryo is. I have in my mind a working definition of what an embryo is, but since you phrase it like that, I'm going to say maybe I haven't thought about it enough.
0: Okay. Well, maybe so medically, like what is an embryo?
1: Right. So it is a group of a cluster of cells that have been fertilized mm-hmm. and are kind of in kind of a, a limbo state before. Before progressing into growing into a human.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. That's that a, that makes sounds sense? good enough to me. Okay. Um, right. Sort of the scientific kind of answer. And of course, so we have something like a million embryos in storage right now because of the process of IVF. So in vitro fertilization, you create that embryo outside of the womb and um, they the hope is that they get implanted, but often people will create more of these embryos than they actually even want implanted because maybe not all of them fertilize correctly. And so you do a few more and then you can store the extras. So millions of embryos being stored in the U.S. right now. And of course, there's lots of ethical questions about this, right? So what jumps into your mind is sort of the, the ethics of embryo storage.
1: Um, so there are questions about whether we should be doing this at all. Sure. Yep. yep. Um. So there are certain religious traditions that have questions about the creation of potential life outside of marriage and, and, um, that type of thing. So th- there, there's the fundamental question of, should we be doing this at all? But then there are, I, I see a couple of other further questions. Number one being If these are not humans, and I don't think that we, under the law, treat them as humans, the embryos, individual embryos, they are potential humans. So what types of rights or duties do we have uh, towards them in in, in order to kind of magnify their their dignity and and stuff like that? I think that would be a question. Mm -hmm. Also, who is controlling these? Who's in charge? Mm -hmm. Is it the... Is it the people who who pr- provided the gametes that created the embryo? Is it the facility that actually houses the the embryos? Is it um, maybe the physician or the the technician that created them? Do they have some sort of say in it? So mm-hmm. I think there's all, I mean, th- th- that's just off the top of my head, but I think that there's a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. Lots of issues. Right. So even, so if you think that they're persons, all sorts of issues with like them being created at all like what does it mean to store a person in a freezer um what would it mean to destroy them so let's say you didn't want the embryos you either didn't want to proceed with ivf or you did have a child and you don't want any more children is it okay to destroy them um i actually ran across a um clinical ethicist recently who was talking about how in texas there's all these embryos that are stored that we can't trace back to the people that created them like the the parents um we've sort of for whatever reason lost the thread and but the hospitals don't (laughs) then know what to do with them
1: (laughs) wait so the people whose genetic material was used to create the embryo we've lost their cell phone number or something
0: yeah yeah like they were maybe created a while ago and and we've just lost the connection but so then oh, is it? are you allowed to destroy them if you don't get the consent of the, of the persons whose genetic material they are? So all sorts of questions there. And of course, even, maybe even more <laughs> important is like, what would it mean to the hospital? Like, would it be bad PR if we destroyed a bunch of embryos in a place like Texas, where maybe a lot of people do think that they're persons? Or can we do hmm. research on them? So those are kind of the always the present questions about embryos and IVF. There's another kind of legal question that comes up though and it came up in this case and I I talk about it with my students sometimes is like who owns them and you've sort of suggested this but and I doubt many people would say oh the physician who created the embryo they own them that would be weird um right. probably the people who donated their genetic material to create the embryo own, own is a weird word but have kind of rights over this embryo but what if those and it's, you know, those two people, what if those people mm-hmm. disagree about then what should be done with the embryo?
1: Oh, yeah. I think I, I remember reading a case about this in law school. Um, facts were a little bit different. But yeah, what if the parents, for lack of a better term, the the donors of the material, if they say they were married when these mm-hmm. were created and then they get divorced? Yep. Wow.
0: Yeah. And I mean, so that's usually the case that we think about is they were in the process of IVF, um, maybe they tried implantation before, maybe they even had children, but there's still these extra embryos, they get divorced and either one of the parties wants to use the embryo, like wants to implant it either in, you know, the woman herself, or if a man were to get remarried and it's the embryo is half of his genetic material. Could he use that embryo in a new partner? Would that wow. be ethical?
1: Wow. That you- feels like kind of uh, sci-fi Brave New World.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, so what would be your gut impulse? So let's say the easier case is maybe, you know, it was a married couple and they get divorced, but the, the wife, the woman, the ex-wife still wants to implant that embryo. Do you think she has mm. the right to do that?
1: And so just for clarification, the let's say the husband or the ex-husband is in disagreement with that. Can she make that decision against his, in contradiction to his decision? Is that, is that kind of what you're asking?
0: Right, right. So if they agreed, then maybe there's no ethical question there. Um, uh-huh. But let's say they disagree. So say he says, nope, um, I have as much right over this embryo as she does. I don't want another child. And I don't want her to implant this embryo. Does he? Does yeah. his right to not have children supersede her right to have children?
1: Oh boy, that is a super interesting question because there are very few. Like, it, so let's just assume. Let's look at this as if those embryos are property, mm-hmm. and which again, like, is kind of an uncomfortable way of of looking at it. But so if another piece of property might be a couch, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, say it's super that,
0: similar. Yep. Go on. <laughs> yeah. So let's
1: say let's say this married couple bought a couch from IKEA, mm-hmm. used equal amounts of of their own money to purchase this couch, but it hasn't been assembled yet. And for some reason it's a unique couch. Mm-hmm. And they split up, the the marriage, the relationship dissolves, and one person wants to create the couch, <laughs> and the other says, No, I don't want that couch to ever see the light of day.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I have no idea what the law would do. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I I would be really surprised if the law has specifically looked at this. I mean, state by state jurisdictions, obviously, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's. So I would say, sort of my, impulse in these cases is that, and this sounds really strange, but they're, the right to not have children to me supersedes the right to have children. Um,
1: okay
0: you know, and I'd have to think more about this, but I I think if you don't want that embryo to be implanted, that's a pretty strong right, um, right? So we talk about procreative liberty and you know that our government should not prevent people from having children. Again, we and we talked about this in a previous episode, our government did that for a long time with eugenics, sort of forcibly sterilizing people. We think that that's wrong. So I don't think the government should be able to step in and prevent people from having children. But at the same time, I think the right to not have children is also really strong and that Mm -hmm. if you are, it is weird to talk about an embryo as property, but if it's half of your material and that potential child is your child, you have a pretty strong right not to bring that child into the world um, if you don't want to be a parent. Right. So we, we also want to reserve those rights. So it's this complicated, like whose rights supersede, but I think to not bring the child into the world seems to me like a stronger right. But I think the law's pretty unclear about this. And so I, there's been cases in different States where this has come up. So here we finally 10 minutes into this, I'm going to get to the case itself because okay. this is the question. So in Virginia last week, Um, This was the case. So a a husband and wife get divorced. They had been going through IVF. She, the wife, wants to implant the embryo. They had had actually, apparently this is pretty common these days, is that you sign an agreement about what would happen if if divorce were to happen. And they had said Mm -hmm. that either a court ruling would determine who has the rights over the embryo, or they'd have to agree so okay. the idea is and this would of course be the what you would want you'd want both parties to agree so you would do some sort of mediation just like you would in any divorce proceeding to decide how to delineate property that'd be the best case scenario right or you enforce the prior agreement um, of course this prior agreement was that a court order could overrule one of the parties so this is where we're at they can't agree you gotta do this and so it's going before a judge and the ex-husband is saying, no way, I don't want this embryo to be implanted. I have, I have rights too. She can't do it. Um, And she's saying, you know, this is my last chance. She has a very sad story of going through chemotherapy and being infertile. And this is her only shot at having biological children. And so who is he to prevent her from doing that simply because he doesn't want um, to have a child with her. Right. So what is, what do you think what do you think the judge says in this case? What would be Oh boy. You know, Let's say you're the judge. You're the Virginia judge. You know, what are you I, what kind of precedent are you going to draw on or what kind of old old-timey laws are going to kind of maybe apply to this case?
1: Oh boy. I, I hope that there are no old-timey laws that get brought into this because mm. it's <laughs> it's it's a it's a fool's errand I think to try to apply historical laws to these really new technologically interesting uh questions mm-hmm. i think that there is some precedent in regards to like gestational surrogacy mm-hmm. so when somebody when a, a, a woman somebody a person with a fetus or not a fetus a person with a uterus uh is impregnated implanted with through through the ivf process with somebody else's uh embryo they so the the carrier the the person who is r- using their uterus Uh is that's a weird way to say
0: it but cool (laughs) yeah yeah
1: Yeah. right i got halfway through that sentence and it just kept getting more awkward so (laughs) anyway so the person who is uh carrying the child and you know obviously it's growing in, in in them there have been situations there have been case law where that individual tries to assert some sort of parental rights over the, the fetus or the newborn. And then it gets, I, I think there's a couple of California cases that talk about that. So that's as close as I think that the law's been to my knowledge, but yeah, I'm sure, yeah I'm sure others uh know more and our, our listeners are going to correct me. Please, like they, uh, they seem to please enjoy do. to do that.
0: They do. They do. Please correct Tyler um, at all, all points of what he just <laughs> said. Um You know, the woman with the uterus. So, uh, so that's right so there have been these interesting cases and honestly like state law on this is so wild Uh, i show this chart to my students all the time where it's like what with surrogacy what the state laws are and they are really variable so in some states the woman who gives birth to the child is the legal mother until she forfeits those rights so even if she were just the gestational carrier meaning like Mm. she's not genetically related she could in some places get parental rights that would be i think it's strange and it doesn't typically happen but That it's a, there's some wild coincidences in the law and they're pretty different, but this is a, you know, slightly different than that in that, you know, who gets to own this embryo is a somewhat different question and what kind of precedent do you draw on? Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. the judge in this case did draw on an old timey law Uh and the worst kind of old timey law. Oh no. Slaves as property laws. Um.
1: Wait, wait. Yeah. No, he-,
0: <laughs> he did. So he referred to an 1849 code that categorized slaves as property that could be divided and sold as precedent for thinking about embryos as property mm. to be sold.
1: Um, that seems like a, not a great... E- even if the idea behind it would make sense, like citing slavery laws in any regard right now, seems like a really bad move.
0: Seems like a bad, move. like even if it's expeditious to get the outcome that you think is fair, don't just don't cite slave code. Like just seems like a big, really there's nothing else in the law that you could think about. I mean, even if you think of embryos as property, one of the best, um, so as I was reading this article, when people on the far left and the far right both agree that the thing you just did is really bad, that's a a fun coincidence, right? So it was, (laughs) you know, they're they're quoting people from like the Southern Baptist Convention who think that embryos are persons who are like, "Uh, nope, don't cite slave code. And then you have people who are all for kind of reproductive liberty and choice also saying like, Mm -hmm. nope, don't cite slave code. So (laughs) so a a bad way to maybe get to the outcome. And so, and this uh, decision that he wrote up merely means that now the... Uh, ex-wife can go to trial to try to get rights over the embryo. But um, yeah, so I said, I got this article sent to me. as like, oh my gosh, what are, like, what would a bioethicist think? My hope, and I I think I'm fairly confident in this, is that no bioethicist thought that this was a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Or at least the way he got to this decision.
1: Yeah. I think that there might be a, I mean, most judges, a lot of judges have either law students or, recent law grads as clerks. Mm -hmm. And so maybe this one just got uh, slipped through the editing, revising process, but.
0: (laughs) Oof, right. So I think regardless of whether you think of embryos as persons or potential persons, um, yeah, I just don't want to invoke legalized slavery as a way to talk about who gets to own the embryo.
1: Yeah. I agree. (laughs) That is, that is my legal opinion. Write that one down. Don't slight cite slave code.
0: Yep. Yep. It's a good, that's a good, like bioethical principle. Like don't call their people Nazis unless like they're actually Nazis. This is a good one Uh in bioethics and don't cite slave code period. Actually, there's no, there's no second (laughs) part of that. Um,
1: Yeah. There's no second part of that, that sentence that, uh, is necessary.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what the backlash is against this or if this gets taken up by other judges. I just can't imagine what he was thinking because it seems to me, and you're the lawyer, you know, you, you know better than I do. There must be a better analogy. The IKEA sofa seems not like a equally bad analogy, a very poor one, but uh, <laughs> still better than slave code. But you know, the surrogacy laws make sense as kind of some sort of precedent or even like um, organs. I mean, it, it's weird because an embryo isn't an organ either, but we do still have regulations mm-hmm. about like who owns organs and whether they can be bought and sold. Maybe that's a better analogy. There does seem to be like no great analogy here, um, but possibly picked the worst one to set a precedent for.
1: Right. And I think that we just need to rely upon the the, the stall principle,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is don't sli- don't cite slave code. <laughs>
0: Period.